Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are studying the event where Jesus shares with his disciples about his soon coming death. This is found in Matthew chapter 17, verses 22 and 23, in Mark chapter 9, verses 30 through 32, and in Luke chapter 9, verses 43 through 45. We're going to read both from Mark and Luke, but we'll begin with Mark chapter 9, verse 30. They went on from there and passed through Galilee, and he did not want anyone to know, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days he will rise. But they did not understand the saying and were afraid to ask him. And this is coming from Luke chapter 9, beginning verse 43. And all who were astonished at the majesty of God, but while they were all marveling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand this saying, and it was concealed from them so that they might not perceive it, and they were afraid to ask him about this saying. So we are getting down further and further into in, the Gospels, and, and now uh, we're to this place where Jesus is openly talking to his disciples about his death very plainly, and, and we look at it and we see it as very plain. It is less than one year before crucifixion. Yeah, but the disciples are not understanding it. Why? What's going on here? I like how Luke introduces this passage. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ says, let these words sink into your ears. Yeah. Jesus Christ uh, told them before, in the previous episode, he focused on uh, that event in uh, Caesarea Philippi, Matthew chapter 16, after Peter said, you are uh, the Messiah, the, the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus Christ started sharing with them Mm -hmm. realizing they reach a spiritual maturity to understand that he will die and he will be persecuted by the Jewish leaders and eventually he will resurrect. And Jesus Christ now, uh, staying away from the crowds, told his disciples, hey, I want to repeat that. Let it sink into your ears. Mm -hmm. And even if he said it this way, they didn't get it. They were afraid to ask for the meaning. And even more than that, it seems that God was keeping this away from them in the sense that Jesus Christ did not um, get back to explain it over and over the same way we did with the first parables they did not understand. I, I like to think of this as like someone who watches a movie and they, they go through and they watch it and at the end once they've found out the plot, they know how everything's going. When you go back and watch it a second time, all of a sudden, all the the lines that the characters are saying between each other, they, they start making sense. You're like, oh, there's that connection that, mm -hmm. that I never realized before, mm -hmm. and, and this connects to that, and, and it opens up in a whole new way. Yeah. Um, 
this is kind of like the disciples here. You know, mm-hmm. Luke is saying that it was concealed from them that they might not perceive it. Jesus is plainly speaking these words, yet it's still not clicking with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it is only after the fact that they can look back and say, he said he would do this. He's, you remember those two disciples on the Sunday of Resurrection, Sunday afternoon on the way to Emmaus, mm-hmm. when Jesus Christ exactly this, this, connected all the dots, his previous teachings with the scripture, and they realized finally that uh, um, that was the teaching, those were the prophecies, and this is the fulfillment in the life of Jesus Christ. Yeah, so for us, looking back at this story, we think, well, how could the disciples not understand Mm -hmm. what Jesus was saying? But for them, this, whether it was um, that their own minds or whether it was concealed from them from above, whatever the case, they're not perceiving what Jesus is saying or the full impact of what Jesus is saying. And there is one more reason and that is in the previous was in the previous episode mm-hmm. when peter told jesus you are the christ the son of the living god jesus said it was the father who revealed that to you mm-hmm. and moments later or days later the same peter swinged all the way to the other extreme and when he heard what is going to happen to jesus he went to uh, to him to rebuke jesus and said, God forbid, that should never happen to you. Yeah. So Satan was there because Jesus said, Satan, uh, go behind me. Mm-hmm. In other words, let him alone. It was Satan's plan to block Jesus Christ's way to the cross. It was Satan's intention to make Jesus Christ avoid the cross. And you'll see other events later in the last week, like the Greeks coming from Athens, that uh, they said something that uh, would have avoided the cross. And Jesus Christ had that tremendous prayer, uh, say, talking to his Father, Father, for this moment I came, giving the strength to go forward. Mm-hmm. So I really like to emphasize that Satan's hand is here, and Satan can fog or murky our understanding. And on, on purpose, Jesus Christ did not go back to them to explain it. Yeah. So what does this passage tell us about God? Uh, something that surprised me while you were reading, and uh, I'm going to refer to my reading in, in the Gospel of Mark, verse 30. So he taught his disciples, saying, the Son of Man is going to be delivered to the hands of man and will be killed. Mm-hmm. Peter said, you are the Son of the living God. And Jesus Christ, when he's about to die, he identifies himself as the Son of Man. Jesus Christ died not as God, mm-hmm. because God cannot die by definition. He died as human beings. Yeah. And this is why I hear uh, in this passage God's desire to identify with me, not because he needed to do it, but because I needed to know that he is like one of us. And by becoming both the Son of Man and the Son of God, 
he's able to become that intercessor who can mediate between us, the human race, and the Godhead. I really see God revealing himself in a human form. And by doing this, he made his death credible, real. I see in this passage, it's, to me is very basic, but God doesn't do anything unless he reveals it through his servants, the prophets, unless he, mm -hmm. he God is in the business of making his intentions known to mankind. Mm -hmm. And here again, he's letting his disciples know what is going to happen, mm -hmm. good, bad, ev everything. And so um, God's a God who, while there are mysteries and, and parts of God will never understand. God does not want to keep his um, actions mm -hmm. secret. Uh, he wants us to know what is going on. What does this, how does this passage speak to us today, and what are we going to do about it? Some things are not understood at a specific stage of our spiritual journey. It is because... Uh, our preconceived ideas are a limiting factor. It is because Satan's hand can be there. Or it is maybe um, God realizing that we are not to that point when we mature enough to understand it. Mm -hmm. So practically, we have to learn to trust God anyway, even if we had a complete understanding of a situation or not. And I wish Peter stayed on the same, you know, pedestal when he said, you are the Christ, you are the son of the living God. And uh, I hear God telling me here that uh, I really have to remain consistent with my profession of faith. Mm -hmm. And I have to strengthen that, I have to feed that. Um, and that will take me to the next level when I can trust God completely. For me, um, I, I think of my kids. Sometimes I'll get them to try to go talk to someone or ask someone something, and they don't want to do it. They're afraid to go and ask for something. My theory is they're either going to say yes or no, so might as well ask. Who who cares? Um the disciples here are afraid to ask God. They're afraid to ask Jesus. And, and so they don't ask Jesus for more information. Maybe you're afraid that that is true, that is not a parable that is going to happen. Yeah, for, for whatever reason, they're not asking. But Jesus instructs, you know, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek mm -hmm. and you shall find. Knock and the mm -hmm. door shall be opened to you. That we don't need to be afraid of God. We can ask him questions. We can come to him. We might not get the answer. We might not get the answer we like. Um, the answer might come later. But we don't need to be afraid to ask God. We will not be afraid, as um, George Mueller, that um, uh, giant of faith who mm -hmm. lived in early 1800s, feeding 10,000 children uh, every day and providing shelter and education just by faith. So that man of God said the first step in finding and embracing the will of God is to set your will in neutral. Yeah. So no matter what God will answer, 
you will receive it. In the same way, if Peter or if we set our will in neutral, we'll never be afraid. Yeah. Because we are ready to embrace God's will no matter what. Exactly. Whether whether it's good, we get a promotion, things go well, or whether it's bad, we lose our job and lose our house. If if it's God's will, if he has his hand on it, that's where I want to be going. It is like bumper sticker, trust God anyway. All right. Let's have a word of prayer as we close. Oh, Father God, as we are moving closer to the end of Christ's ministry on the earth, as we're, we're going through these events and studying, we're finding a God who wants to reveal himself mm-hmm. to us. And whether it's through our own devices or, or Satan trying to cloud our minds, time and time again, Father, we see the disciples not understanding afraid to ask, afraid to move forward. Father, I pray that we will not be afraid. Amen. That we will study your word. If there are passages and places that confuse us, we we won't give up. We'll come to you and ask you. We'll seek your face each day, Father. We'll seek wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And we won't be afraid to let you know when we don't know. We won't pretend to move forward when we're confused by something. Father, we thank you for Jesus who came and died for us. We know for the disciples it must have been a very traumatic event, but for us, it's eternal life Mm -hmm. because his death counts as my death. And I thank you for that. His death counts as our death. And we wanna be there on that day when Jesus comes again. So we lay all these things at your feet. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you.